Beautiful Minutes, a podcast provided by Beautiful Outcome, where we are passionate about the adventure of creating lives of meaning. I'm your host, Julia Woods, and today we're going to talk about what dads need from their kid's mom. To clarify, when a child is born, they have both a mother and a father. Each of those roles is just as important in the child's growth and becoming of who they were created to be. Neither role ever ends. While the role will transition through life, no matter how old the child is, both the father and mother are equally needed. The parents can be a powerful resource to each other in growing into the best versions of themselves and maturing in the ways they show up for their child. As more and more children are being raised in one-parent households, we're learning as a society that one parent doing the raising isn't ideal for the child's development. When Jeff and I got married we began ha- and began having children, I was very uneducated on the calling of a father and a mother. As I share in podcast number 12 and 13, I am in the becoming stages of a mother and will continue to learn throughout my lifetime. And as I share in podcast number 14, the power of a father's role in a daughter's life is priceless. These are things I'm learning as Jeff and I's four children are nearly grown. I missed a lot of opportunities and would have loved to have access to more resource that could have helped me see what I couldn't see when our kids were young. My hope is to offer what I didn't know I didn't know as a possible resource to you. Today, I'm going to focus on the opportunities I missed with my husband as we were becoming parents. The three most significant being, I chose to compete with him for this imaginary favorite parent award. I was harsh and judgmental in my opinions of how he was showing up as a father. And I acted like I had it all together and didn't need him, which contributed to his lack of effort and commitment to growing as a dad. I'm now learning that I have the ability to be a huge ally or an enemy to him as he continues to step into his calling as a father. In preparation for this podcast, I've talked to several dads and asked them what they most need from their wives as they become the fathers they are committed to be. Their responses affirmed my awareness of how I can be a villain or a hero as I partner with my husband in raising our children. As we jump in, I will list what I experience dads need from their wives, and then I'll go deeper into each one. The first thing that I think they most need is curiosity of who they are committed to be as a dad. Second, my commitment to the partnership. Third, clear requests. Four, reminders of their value. And lastly, empathetic feedback. Let's jump into the first one, curiosity of who they are committed to be as a father. I don't know about you, but I know for myself that I can easily want to be kind, loving, patient, supportive, and resourceful as a mother, but my actions can fall very short of that as I am losing it over spilled milk or angry that my children want to do things differently than I want them to. In the past, my anger and unpleasant responses towards them would easily throw me into days or weeks of even worse choices as I shamed and beat myself up. 
Once I began to learn the power of vision and getting clear about who I was committed to becoming, I was able to break through the shame and open up learning and growing. When I have a vision, failures now open up opportunities where I'm able to start seeing what worked, what didn't, and what was wanted and needed the next time in order to become the mother I'm committed to be. As I share this with you now, it is embarrassing to say that up until now, I hadn't ever thought about how my husband might appreciate me asking him what he is committed to. It is much easier for me to let him know how what he's doing isn't working, but what isn't it working about and what what is wanted and needed for him to move towards what? What is he wanting to move towards? What he's doing, maybe, maybe it's not working for me, but is it working for him? Maybe he's working towards being honest with what he's thinking and feeling with his kids. And while the tone and volume he may have chosen to use may not be working, maybe his honesty is stepping towards his vision. But how would I know if I don't ask? My ability to hold empathy for him as he learns and grows in his becoming is non-existent if I don't allow my consider, myself to consider what he's up to. It is easy for me to think that if I ask my husband who he's committed to become as a father, that his response might be that he doesn't know. Would I be willing to have empathy for him even in that? Would I be willing to get off my judgments about who I think he isn't and instead get curious and ask him if he would want to talk about whether a commitment to who he is committed to be might be a resource to him? There is so much resource as two people walk together in becoming. Could inviting my husband into the possibility be the first step of a new resource ahead for both of us? As our husbands embrace being fathers, they come from past experiences with their fathers and grandfathers that pave the way for them to wrestle with the father they want to be. They face the disappointments, hurts, betrayals, abandonments, and shortcomings of what offer, what was offered to them as they step into offering themselves to their children. I know for myself, when I began facing those things when our first daughter was born, it was more painful than I knew how to handle. I was afraid I wouldn't have what it took to be her mother and that I would ruin her. Had my husband been able to stand with me and hold a space for me to embrace the possibility of my becoming, it would have been more valuable than gold. I believe in the golden rule of do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So wives, I ask you now, would that be something you would love done for you? What ways could you begin offering that to your husband? Maybe it will take having a powerful conversation about the pain of both of your past. You might need to hear things you don't want to hear and get honest about things you haven't known you needed to share. But what better time than now? You can't change your past, but you can face them and birth something new out of them for the future. Maybe you will get to share your own experiences of who you're committed to become as a mother and how you learn and grow through your failings. 
And maybe you're struggling in this new phase your kids are walking through and are having a hard time finding ways to live into who you're committed to become. What if this conversation with your husband could open up a new resource as he's able to share with you what he sees and experience that's currently a blind spot for you? This conversation of who your husband is committed to be as a father can open up humility, grace, and understanding that can be the greatest resource you both could ask for as you become the parents you long to be in order to walk with your children into their greatness. In a lot of ways, this communicates to the second thing I believe fathers need from their wives, which is a committed partnership. It is said that raising great kids takes a village. That village starts with the two of us, husband and wife, mother and father. When a child is first born, their mother mother is their greatest resource of survival, as they have gotten to know each other really well as the baby developed within her. Mom becomes the alpha as she is the most reliable source of food and nurturing when the child is first born. As the baby's father watches his wife give birth and then offer herself to the many needs of a newborn, it might be easy for them to buy into, she can do it all. Am I even really needed? The instincts of how to calm the baby often naturally come out of the mother and can easily leave the father feeling unwanted and unneeded. Not to mention that his wife seems to be giving the baby all of her love and affection, and what once all seemed to be available to him is now being mostly devoted to this needy little human that came into their lives. In all that, a commitment to partnership is hugely valuable. While this newborn stage won't last long, and the baby's first words might even be data, it won't it doesn't change the importance of the foundation of partnership being laid right from the start how can the father of our children be a resource this is a question i am realizing in my 28th year of being married to jeff that i can never ask myself too often i remember in the beginning of our parent parenting being jealous of jeff's ability to calm our babies While I could calm them, many times he seemed to be better at it than I was. Jeff's name means peaceful, and somehow each of our kids knew that from the moment they met him. As our first two babies were born through a cesarean section, Jeff got the first few hours with them while I was in a difficult recovery. I was sad that I hadn't gotten the traditional mother-child bonding experience and in some ways resented that Jeff had. These things created a foundation of competition between he and I rather than a partnership. I feared that he would be a better parent than I was, and as I ran from that fear, I had no interest in a partnership with him. I wanted to be the best parent, and I saw him as the greatest threat to me earning that. In our kids' later years, I began to see the power of partnership. I could see the gift of how he could show up with our kids that was different than I could. I remember recently one of our kids didn't make the varsity team and was heartbroken. I worked to no avail to console them all the way home from practice. Once we walked in the door, they ran right into Dad's arm. 
And based on his experiences with sports, he seemed to know exactly what they needed to hear. Thankfully, as I'm maturing, I'm able to be grateful rather than resentful in those moments where I see the gift of who their dad is in their lives. It doesn't take away from the gift I am as their mother. It simply adds to it in beautiful ways. Another area the partnership is valuable is in our willingness to let each other be creative and try new things with parenting. Historically, it was easy for me to think that I cared more about the kids than Jeff did and that I knew what was best for them in ways he didn't. I see now how wrong I was and all the amazing resource I missed out on in thinking that. When Jeff would throw them high in the air to get them to stop crying, I would freak out. When he would let them struggle to figure things out, I would want to do it for them. When he would want to let them taste forbidden foods or drinks, I would get angry and take the fun out of it. When he would want to give them new freedoms I didn't think they were ready for, I would let him have it. I wonder where I got off thinking I knew best. I didn't, and I don't. I know that as I work on becoming who I'm committed to be as a mom, I try new things, and many times they don't work, but I learn and grow from them. How can I give Jeff that same grace? What if I let him try things, and rather than jumping down his throat in front of the kids or later telling him, see, I told you that wasn't a good idea, I believe in who he's committed to be for them, and later in privacy, get curious with him about what he is up to. Could I hold a space for him to explore and open new possibilities that might open up what he didn't know that he didn't know? The times I've chosen this, it has been a powerful gift to both of us and our children as it deepens connection with us as partners in co-parenting and grows our ability to love our children well. This brings me to the third thing I believe dads want from their children's mothers, which is clear requests. One thing I continue to learn is men and women think and process information very differently. Not better, not worse, just differently. I know it took a lot of love and grace from Jeff for me to be open to letting him teach me how he needed me to make requests. Historically, I would make a request by rambling off five things I needed done. Like if we were arriving home after being out, I might say, I'm going to put the baby down. Can you help Josie get out of her car seat, give her a snack, read and sign the papers for the permission slip that Josiah needs to take tomorrow to school, and try and find out why Jalen is so quiet tonight. I thought I was doing such a great job inviting him into being a resource, But the next morning, when I would find out Josiah's paper was still not signed, Josie went to bed hungry, and he hadn't talked to Jalen the night before, I was sure he was the worst parent. In time, he began to help me understand how his brain works very differently than mine. Had He had happily helped Josie out of her car seat, and then couldn't remember for the life of him the four other things I had requested— He feared me shaming him if he were to come and ask, so he didn't. Once I was able to get off my judgments and wanting to be right that he was a bad dad and husband, 
I was able to get curious about what he wanted and needed in order to be a resource. We found that me texting him a list of more specific requests, like the permission slip that is in Josiah's backpack needs read and signed before tomorrow morning. And could you snuggle with Jalen and ask if she's upset about something? By doing this, he was able to show up in powerful ways, and I was able to appreciate the resource he is. As our children are getting older, I'm able to send our kids to him and let them learn and grow in what it takes to make clear requests with by-win dates, which is helping prepare them to be able to do this in their lives. It seemed as our daughters became teenagers, they were more hesitant to go to Jeff to talk about things, and Jeff seemed to be a bit more emotionally reactive when they did. He would say things that easily shut them down, which left both dad and daughter struggling. One of the ways I watched them skirt around their suffering was in the ways they showed up in passive requests with each other. The girls would come tell me things they were struggling with, and I would ask them if they would share that with their dad. Or I would share it with Jeff and ask him if he could take them out to coffee and talk with them about it that week. I would overhear Jeff or the girls make a request like this. Hey, can we go to coffee sometime and talk? Days would pass, and when I checked back in as to whether they had chatted, the answer was always no. Finally, I started them to inviting them to notice how vague their requests really were. As they started getting specific, like, can I go to coffee with you this week? What day works best for you? And finish by putting a specific time on their schedules. Then the conversations would actually happen. This ability to stand with them in this way came out of my own awareness of how for years I had done that with Jeff. My request would be vague, like, can you feed the kids dinner? And then I would blow a gasket when the next day I found out he took them out to eat and gave them forbidden food from McDonald's. When in hindsight, it was no big deal, but at the time I felt disrespected and like I was the only responsible parent in the partnership. At that season of life, I wasn't willing to take responsibility for my lack of communication and how much mind reading I expected Jeff to do. My willingness to get specific and make sure Jeff was in agreement with what I was requesting began to shift how both of us showed up with each other and with our kids. That helped me begin to make requests more like, would you heat the leftovers in the refrigerator and dinner for the kids tonight? The relationships we longed for with each other were able to grow out of that. I know I was recently with two friends who have a beautiful relationship with their fathers and have had throughout their lives. I was asking them questions about what it was like in their teenage years and whether they could talk uh, with their dads about anything at that season. They both gave the same exact responses. They said, no, not really. But thanks to my mom, we found ways to do that. They said that their mothers would take them directly to their fathers and tell them, tell him that they needed to talk to him. Or they would send their husbands down the hall to their daughter's bedroom telling them they needed to go talk with them right then. 
They are very grateful that their mother stood for their father having a voice in their lives, even when it was uncomfortable for both them and their dads. Which leads right into the fourth thing I believe is most valuable for for fathers, which is reminders of their value. Jeff and I's early parenting approach was no commitment, competing with each other, and vague communication was making judging and complaining about the other person's parenting really easy. As we fumbled through figuring out how to parent, we struggled seeing our own value, much less the other parent's. And we're each other's foe rather than ally as we criticize and pass judgment on each other. Thankfully, as we are interrupting that, new possibilities are opening up. We're both learning about sowing and reaping. And as I offer the other person what I long for, it comes back to me in return. Jeff's love language happens to be words of affirmation which may be my weakest way of communicating love up until now. So I can honestly tell you that this is a real opportunity for for growth for me, now and then. However, it doesn't change the value of this need for Jeff. When I can appreciate how he is showing up and the difference he is making in our kids' lives by calling out specific moments and effects I see him having, it makes a huge difference. It surprises me at times how much this action lights him up when I do it. I easily think he is confident as a father, and yet when we talk about it, I'm shocked at how that isn't always the case. It's easy for him to think that he doesn't have value and worth in our kids' lives, especially now that two of them are grown and out of the house. But I know that isn't true. If he wasn't here on this earth, our kids would experience a huge loss that I could not fill. We would all be a mess without him. I can see as his wife that my willingness to empathetically remind him of that more often could be a huge resource to him. My willingness to invite him into opportunities rather than trying to be the superhero parent and save the day would be a win-win for all of us. And that leads me to the last one on my list, which is empathetic feedback. As human beings, we have blind spots. We can't see what we can't see. We are very aware of our intentions, but many times clueless of our impact. We can easily deceive ourselves into believing that our intentions and our impact are one and the same. However, it is those outside of us that can offer us feedback that help us get a better sense of reality. Just like the side mirrors on our cars, there are times I would have sworn there was not another car in my blind spot. But thankfully, that mirror helps me see what I couldn't. Fathers and mothers can be that in each other's lives as we co-parent. Now, learning to offer feedback with empathy is a whole other story. While I am in judgment of Jeff, my feedback comes out as criticism. When I am neutral and believing in who he is committed to become, then I can offer curiosity and empathy in my communication. 
First, I can ask him if he's open to hearing some feedback. If he is, I can offer what I notice, knowing I may be completely off, which helps me to ask if he resonates with what I was noticing. If he's still open, I can continue with the feedback and hold a space for an empathetic conversation. It is a powerful resource for both of us as we both learn and grow through it. A recent example of this is as we walk with one of our kids and a choice they are making for their lives that isn't what either of us want them to choose. Jeff originally was able to offer me empathetic feedback as I was being very immature in my emotional responses during conversations with this child. Later, I was complaining to Jeff about the situation, and he lovingly said, I'm concerned that I don't think you're offering yourself as a resource to our child right now, and she really needs it. I don't think they want to talk to you because you keep freaking out in every conversation. While I didn't like hearing it, I knew he was seeing something that was really accurate, and it helped me shift and show up differently. The next week, the role switched, and he was having a hard time containing his emotional responses. He was open to hearing feedback from me and was able to shift as well. Now, I would be amiss to tell you that this, wasn't as, this isn't as pretty as it sounds right here. Feedback with empathy is a huge place of growing for both Jeff and I, and yet when we offer it, I can see the powerful resource that opens up for both the kids and Jeff and I. In closing, our children need their fathers. Their fathers have a role and a calling in our kids' lives that is vital to their thriving. And I invite you to commit to living in the question of how can you contribute to them being that resource to your kids. Whether that starts with getting curious about who they're committed to be as a dad, getting committed to the partnership that is available between you, making clear requests of him, reminding them of their value as their children's father, or engaging in empathetic feedback, or whatever your heart tells you your husband most needs from you as he becomes the father he's committed to be. What difference could that one step make for you, your kids, and your husband? I want to thank all of you fathers for what you do and let you know as you listen today that you matter more than you know and your willingness to help your wife know what you want and need could be a huge opportunity for both them and you. Thank you for listening. And if you liked what you heard today, please subscribe and then share this podcast with a friend. For more resources or to contact me, please go to my website, beautifuloutcome.com. I look forward to connecting with you again soon.